0: Head over to homethreads.com slash D I J F Y, short for dinner not I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Home Threads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D I J F Y
1: today to get 15% off your first order.
0: When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. it couldn't be a more perfect time to welcome back our sponsor, KiwiCo. We love their super cool art and STEAM projects, and we're looking for creative ways to keep them busy. Yes, KiwiCo makes it so easy with
1: fun projects that also happen to stretch their brains.
0: But shh, don't tell the kids that. My favorite part is that every KiwiCo crate comes with everything your child needs for their project. They can get started right away. No shopping or legwork for us. You can help with a project for some quality time or hand the whole box over. Either way, it's easy breezy. A thoughtful activity for them, options for us, and no extra work or setup required. I'm also amazed at the huge range of projects. There's something for kids of all ages, from Emmett, who's six, to Ella, who's nine, and even Oliver, who's 11. And it doesn't stop there. Isaac is 14 and loves the Eureka crates,
1: which come with amazing projects like building your own articulated lamp and an electric sharpener. And to be honest, I've been eyeing the maker crates for me, such fun crafts that are perfect for teens and older hobbyists. Because to be honest, after last year, I'm craving some
0: screen-free time for myself too this summer. With KiwiCo, there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month. Get your first month free on Select Creates at kiwico.com backslash didn't I just feed you. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash didn't I just feed you.
2: You don't have to spend a million dollars to be organized. Really, the power in organization is that is it functional Are you not wasting time looking for something that you know you already have? Whatever that looks like for you in terms of creating the systems or creating the functionality, that can, you know, vary in the aesthetic.
1: Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi,
2: I'm Stacy, And
0: I'm Megan. Before we get into this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe right where you're listening, like seriously right now. And if you find yourself with an extra minute, please leave us a rating and or a review. Those ratings help other busy parents and home cooks find us. And we just, we just want to help you. So help us help you.
1: <laughs> help us help you. Help us help you. Help us help you. Okay, I'm going to start with a bold opening statement. I'm here for it. September is the new January. Yes. Yes, just agreement just like that. Yes. Right? Like for parents, back to school really feels like the mark of a new year in a lot of ways. Yes. Right. I that's we go by the school calendar. So for me, what does that mean practically? I do feel like of course there's spring cleaning, and of course there's January organizing. You know, I I tend to fall into those seasonal traps too. (laughs) But in September, like once the kids are done, like we're back from vacations and camps and all that, I find myself going through all their clothes, getting rid of like things that are too small, doing a little back to school shopping if they need some new things. Poor Oliver. I do back to school shopping in Isaac's closet and I just
0: move <laughs> things over and then Isaac That's gets new That's how all parents are doing it. Right? Like getting hand-me-downs. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know,
1: like wanting to reorganize my kitchen and clean out my kitchen because I feel like It's so funny. In the summer, it kind of ebbs and flows depending on our schedule. But when I am home, I want to cook more. And I'm kind of using my kitchen in a more, I don't know, whimsical isn't the right word, but that's what comes to mind. In a more like freewheeling kind of way where I'm like throwing different dinners together or I'm following inspiration because ingredients are so inspiring in the summer as opposed to being more regimented. So I'm using my kitchen more, but also like that's what's so ironic about it for someone who's crazy and organized and clean all the time like me, where then it makes my kitchen messier. So it's kind of like I want a fresh start. I want to pull out all the lunchbox stuff. I want to get organized. I don't know that's what it means for me what does it mean for you yeah
0: and i also think there's some sort of like very practical september hits we have back to school then it's like halloween and then the holidays start coming and they don't stop coming (laughs) and i need my kitchen to be prepped for that i actually need like a lot of my house to be prepped for that in general like not even just hosting family and friends But like the influx of candy (laughs) for Halloween or like all the food that comes in for or that we buy for Thanksgiving and all the other like December holidays. Totally.
1: And, you know, I also have birthdays bookending. Oliver's birthday is the beginning of October and Isaac's is the beginning of January. So I feel like I have to start a little bit sooner than everyone else. And then I end a little bit later than everyone else.
0: (laughs) We're in the same boat. We Mm -hmm. hit like birthday season kicks off with Brian's birthday in September. I'm October, Emma's November, and then Ella's January. And like, in between is filled in with holidays. (laughs) I know, it's insane. So yeah, and also like January is a great time to organize because we're all supposed to be like cozy at home. But also like, I don't really want to (laughs) organize in January. I'd rather get organized in September. Be ready for the holidays and then just like lay out just starfish on the floor. Listen, and let me
1: tell you something that I also feel like I learned a valuable lesson through the holidays of 2020 when we really couldn't see anyone. I mean, we didn't at that point, we weren't even seeing grandparents. It was just a family holiday season at home. And so for the first time ever, I... Didn't have a cooking schedule on Christmas Day. I was in pajamas the whole time. I did it and it was awesome. You loved it. (laughs) It was awesome. So I also love entertaining and there was a lot that I missed, but I do think that I agree with you. I want to set myself up so that I like this winter break is chilling, chilling. And I'm ready for like all those gifts and all that food. Yeah. I mean, listen, do we have to start? I just, that's when I have that energy. That's when I have that new year energy.
0: Yes. And actually I was talking with our guests today about how for many families, this September will be the first time where they have their house back from like everyone really being at home in like almost 18 months. Bananas. It's bananas. So, like, I, I'm like September. I'm gonna clean and organize a house. Yes, I am. While y'all are at school. Oh, uh,
1: it sounds so good.
0: <laughs> it sounds <laughs> ideal,
1: but it sounds ideal.
0: So, so we are gonna touch on like today. We're gonna mostly talk about organizing for back to school, but we are going to also try to get another guest to talk to us about like just refreshing our kitchen from an aesthetic standpoint because I'm. I'm not burnt out on being in my new kitchen yet, but I know well, that's how I your felt being in a my old t- kitchen. <laughs> I know, I know. But, you're, but I know how I felt being in my tiny noisy kitchen in front of us. I know it's a new kitchen. And it's also like my dream kitchen. Yeah,
1: you're like, I spent most of the pandemic in that kitchen. And now I'm in my dream kitchen. So I'm good. It's
0: a strategy. (laughs) But it is a strategy. The rest (laughs) of us are tired. uh, Yeah, Our spaces are probably tired too, right? That's true. That is true. I'll still be organizing along because you know, the thing when you move and you're like, I think this stuff goes here. And then you start to live with it. And you're like, That actually really does not work for our life. Totally some stuff around. Yeah. Living in
1: a space for a while. And and listen, if Mike listens to this episode, he's gonna get a real big belly laugh because I love just jumping in and getting everything done. And he's always the one who's like, let's let's live with this for a while. Let's see how it feels, and then we can decide. And I'm like, Nope, I wanna decide now. Thanks. I'd like this to be done and over with and check it off my list. But I think that no matter which way you go, there is value in living in a place. So, I've come to not get too attached or put too much work into the initial setup. I still need it to be set up for my own peace of mind and for clarity of thought. (laughs) But, you know, I'm willing to revisit and move things around. I think that's really important to listen to your space and also to kind of observe the way your family uses the space. So, Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get on the line with Kanika, today's guest, but I listened to the interview and, you know, thinking about how your kids use a space, I think is really important too, because you can set things up that are ideal for you, but then your kids come in and either they don't feel like they know how to navigate the space, which will work against you, or they'll just mess up your flow. and <laughs> That's annoying yeah. too. So taking how they, what makes sense for them and how you want them to move through the space and how you want them to help and be engaged in the space is really important too.
0: And we've talked about the seasons of parenting before, right? Like I have been in a season where I had young elementary school kids. And so there was no chance that they were packing their own lunches. And it was okay for the kitchen to be set up in a way where they didn't have access to that stuff because I did. But now that they're in first and fourth grade and they can take over, take some ownership of their own lunches, making sure that they have access to all the tools is really important. Totally.
1: Although I do also remember that when Isaac and Oliver were really little, like even toddlers, I had one little drawer space that had stuff that they could just like crawl or toddle into the yeah, room. Yeah, like toss around. Yeah. And like just get in there and like whisk and pretend because that would keep them occupied while I cook dinner. Yes. So, you know, thinking about all of that stuff, I think we should get into the interview because it's so great and it's so helpful. Today, Megan talks to Kanika Williams. She's an Atlanta-based, multifaceted professional organizer and business coach. Blending her passion for education, organization, and productivity, Kanika fuses her strengths with authenticity that is inspirational and encouraging, but also action-based, which is part of why we especially love her. Kanika has the unique ability to move others into action and educate from a sense of love for women looking to become more organized and productive with their time.
0: And hey, as a small heads up, there is a little bit of audio issue with our interview with Kanika. We promise it's worth listening through. Kanika, I feel like I am selfishly so excited to have you on the show because we just moved into a new house and are like... Entry into the house, our family entry into the house is very much like right in the kitchen. So I need all of your tips and best advice for getting organized for back to school. I know you work with a lot of busy families in your business. So. Very brass tacks. What solutions have you found for storing school lunch packing stuff, whether it's like the hard lunch, hard sided lunch boxes, the little like bento box pieces? Is there an all purpose secret?
2: I would say I think a lot of times people don't pay attention to like just having one central place. It doesn't really matter where it's at in the kitchen or anything like that, just making sure that it has one designated area for it to be whether it's gonna be accessible to the little ones or just accessible to the parents, that kind of just you know goes based off of the age of the, of the kiddos. But having one space, one designated area where you can label, where you know it's always going to be once it's done being used, um, is something that I don't think a lot of times people just pay attention to. And that's why it feels like it's always scattered or disorganized. So I would say, I think the one staple rule is one, One designated place at all times when it's not being used. Okay. So you, like when you go into
0: a family's home, you take all of the components of packing lunch and bring them all together into one zone. And do you always label things? And is that the secret to getting our kids to pack their own lunches? (laughs) I know that's like a big ask. I'm like, can you, can you organize them into being... Their own chefs?
2: Yeah, I think if you can create like little zones where they can be independent. So if you have like a snack zone, um, and again, it depends on how old the kids are, right? But if they are at an age where you're trying to build up their independence, you really want to make it accessible to them. So what snacks do you know that they gravitate to that are kind of self serve, that are already individually packaged, that doesn't really require the parent to be in the mix? Can you create a zone? where they can grab one fruit, one granola bar, and one drink and put it in their lunchbox, right? Is it accessible to them? Is it clearly labeled, whether it's with words or with pictures, so that they can build up that independence and really not require you to do much of it. But I think um, for the families that I am you know, trying to help them build their independence with the kids, I try to create zones, like easily accessible zones for the kids so that they can do it themselves.
0: I love that. What I'd love to know is like, we see a lot on Instagram, those sort of zones set up where it's like really nice container store bins or like clear baskets and pre-made labels. Do you think that there's like, you can take that idea and do it on a budget? And do you have any like places that you like to shop for budget organizing tools?
2: Yeah, I think, A lot of times people people see like the Netflix and you you see all the acrylic and like you said, all of the pre-made labels and it does look Pinterest worthy and it does look pretty. I secretly like love
0: it so much, but it is not my house.
2: (laughs) It is expensive though. So a lot of times people are like, I want it to look just like Pinterest. And I'm like, okay, this small little pantry is going to be $400. Do you still want it to look like Pinterest? (laughs)
0: And how many people change their mind when you give them that budget?
2: You know, one acrylic bin may be, you know, 25 bucks. Right. And and then you have to think about how many of those acrylic bins do you actually need based off of your current lifestyle. So it does add up. It does look pretty, but it does add up. You don't have to spend a million dollars to be organized. Really, the power in organization is that is it functional? Are you not wasting time looking for something that you know you already have? Um, and so whatever that looks like for you in terms of creating the systems or creating the functionality, that can, you know, vary in the aesthetic. You can always shop your home and look for bins that you already have that you can repurpose. There's nothing wrong with, you know, just getting a little chalk marker and some black, you know, black label tape and writing your own labels and it looks just as nice. And that's obviously not as expensive as the pre made stuff. So there are ways to organize, get the functional, and also get the pretty on a discount. I think my go to places are definitely Amazon and honestly, Home Goods. If you're not shopping for like a lot of organizing products, a lot of the same things, you can get so much good stuff from like TJ Maxx, Home Goods, sometimes even like Ross, places like that.
0: Yes. I also, just to add to that, like the dollar store, I think sometimes gets poo pooed. But if you go in there and you can buy like one color of a basket that you like, that feels like a really easy way to get that very organized aesthetic without spending a ton of money.
2: Yeah. I mean, I definitely think home or Dollar Tree has some good stuff and people, like you said, don't think about it because it's the dollar store. But I mean, I have like dollar store bins or like little drawer organizers and things like that um, in my home that definitely get the job done, and you don't know that they're a dollar. Yes, they add organization to my life, so definitely worth looking into the dollar store if you're lo- looking to get organized on a budget. Yes.
0: And also like maybe the dollar store things are not as hardy. They maybe won't last as long, but at least you could get yourself organized and then sort of like save and budget if you really decide you love a system and you want to upgrade your baskets or your bins or whatever. Okay. This is like a little bit of a funny question because you go into people's homes and you help them organize, but you're not necessarily cleaning. Do you feel like lunchbox maintenance and cleaning could be improved in a lot of like the homes you go into or or, like how often should we really be cleaning all of our like lunch our soft-sided lunch boxes and also the tools that we use to organize them whether it's like a drawer or baskets or bins
2: just keep things clean so with your like lunch boxes i definitely would just recommend wiping them out every day right because you know they're kids kids i used to be a teacher as well so Oh, so you know how
0: gross kids can be.
2: <laughs> They're just messy. And it's just, I think a life skill that people just need to embody is just, I'm just going to clean it just because even if you cleaned it yesterday, clean it again today because you put new food in there and it just makes sense to clean it. And I think it's just something important. I, I Even as an adult um, in, in the line of work that I do, I'm very fascinated to see how infrequently people like just clean their spaces. And it's not to come off as judgy, but I think it's just that people don't pay attention to it.
0: Yeah. And also that like, we don't have home ec in schools anymore. So people aren't necessarily like taught that stuff.
2: I find it very fascinating. Um, there was this long, like drawn out debate about like how, yeah, how often people wash like their bed sheets. Yes. Don't you wash them every week? And people are like, "No," and I'm like, "But but why? Like, why are you not washing your sheets every day? Or how often do you change out like your washcloth?" And people are like, "Sometimes two weeks," and it baffles me. But I think it's just people get used to their routine. Yeah, nothing outside of that kind of breaks the routine
0: yes or they're just like really busy and they're like oh i'm not and maybe not paying attention to like how often it's been that they since they've cleaned their sheets yeah I think
2: it's just i think it's just habit or you know their routine and it's not to say that one is right versus you know the other being wrong but i do think like just cleaning and being in the habit of doing it often um it's just more advantageous to being in a more, you know, happy and productive environment.
0: Yeah, and I love the what you touched on about the idea of like just wipe it out every day. If you just wipe the lunch boxes out and clean out the lunch the backpacks once a week, you're going to like ha- have less super gross situations to clean out, less crusty stuff built up on there and it's like just building that habit of daily and weekly cleaning that will just save you so much time.
2: It's literally just the habit of doing it. And I used to get agitated like as a kid growing up when my my parents would be like just do it and I'm like, "But why?" But now I understand like when you just build up that momentum to just do it, it becomes like your routine and now you're not thinking about like, "Oh, is this clean or not? Did I wipe this down?" You know you've gotten in the the habit or the adjustment of just doing it. And you know it's productive. Yes. I had an
0: interview recently with a life coach, home organizer. Her name's Tammy Hackbarth. And she had this great idea to say, like, you should put your kids in charge of – Th- like daily maintenance tasks because they get really excited about it. So you can dub one of your kids like the lunch ba- lunchbox captain and their job can be to like wipe out the lunchboxes every day. And that not only like models and teaches them the habit, but it gives them a lot of like autonomy over their th- the things that they own. So I love the idea of like building in the habits and then putting your kids in charge of it. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of trying to build habits, trying to be organized for back to school, what is the one organizational tool that you think every family should have for a smooth back to school season? It does not have to be kitchen related.
2: I think I think it's just relevant to just being in a home in general, maybe not just back to school, but I would say a label maker.
0: Ooh. okay. Do you have a favorite brand? We, you can shout them out.
2: I love the P Touch Cube. It's like this little white cube looking label maker. And I like it because of the different, like, variety of fonts that they offer. But in general, I do think a label maker. Like, I just think every home should have one. <laughs> just because, you know, especially if you're not living by yourself, it's so important to have things clearly identified and clearly labeled for everyone in the space that's using it to be able to maintain and keep up with what is labeled in the respective theme yes so i would definitely say label maker okay I find that
0: so fun that you said that because my husband like we moved into our house my husband has been commuting a lot from Chattanooga to Atlanta for work and he's recently been home and you know he he steps right into all the daily chores and he's like I don't know where anything is he's like you got the house set up and organized and like I don't know where the bowls go in the kitchen or I don't know where the hand mixer goes in the kitchen and my solution of course was like do you want to spend a day walking through the house and I can show you where everything is but a label maker would be a hundred times easier and also great for our fourth grader and our emerging reader who's in first grade
2: yeah and even an activity to your point um, about what the life coach said is have have the kiddos make the labels
0: yeah make their own labels and label the things that belong to them but also help with the family organization they can be captain label maker.
2: Everyone has a job.
0: Everyone has a job. Kanika, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you want to, we will of course link to your website and your Instagram, but is there anything that you want to share with our audience before we leave?
2: Sure. I have a a freebie. It's a downloadable guide that you can download. It's just walking you through how to properly declutter Um, the Power of 30 guide. So essentially it tells people if you just dedicate 30 minutes a day Um, seven days a week, you can declutter any space that you are struggling with in your home. Um, And so this Power of 30 guide is just kind of walking you through the process of doing that successfully so that you don't end up with like donors remorse or fatigue of trying to make decisions or burn yourself out. So that is on my website.
0: And we'll share the link for that. And I'm so glad that you said that because Stacy and I have been joking as we're like planning the back to school season how in a lot of ways – like August and September feels like the new January, especially as parents who've like had kids doing remote learning over the last 18 months are finally able to like send them back to school safely. The idea that we can like have our space back and start to like reorganize and get prepped for the holiday season. I think spending 30 minutes a day getting yourself organized could be so renewing.
2: For sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Okay. Thank you, Kanika, so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Stacy. I cannot wait to hear more about what you thought of Kanika's interview. But really quick, I want to mention that we have an awesome giveaway from our friends at Fancy Sprinkles. On our Instagram this week, uh, we'll, and of course we'll link to it on our show notes and all that, we are giving away one of their Lunchbox BFF sets, which... Includes some of their our favorite sprinkles, my favorite sprinkles actually. <laughs> They're edible gold stars. They're sprinkle stickers. I'm Lester obsessed does.
2: with those.
0: So good. So you do not want to miss it. Check out our giveaway with Fancy Sprinkles on Instagram this week.
1: I'm so excited about this giveaway. I wish that even though I have already
0: <laughs>
1: gotten some of the stuff from Fancy Sprinkles purchase refills already of (laughs) some I still wish that I could enter. I love all this stuff. It makes packing a lunchbox so much fun. So speaking about packing lunchboxes and making it more fun, well, I don't know if it's about more fun, but certainly easier. I love Kanika's tips for how to keep everything organized and clean (laughs) this (laughs) clean freak This this clean freak endorses what she had to say but my favorite thing that kanika offered up was label maker i hard endorse agree the best we love ours
0: yeah you were saying on like another call that we were on that you guys label like headphones and chargers like absolutely everything in the house and to like what part of the house it goes in.
1: Yeah. So that's for like our wires and chargers, bricks and cords. I call them chargers. And Mike is like, do you mean a brick or a cord? Like he's very
0: specific. We <laughs> have to use also, very specific brick, language. I'm like, oh, a cube is what I call it. We're, I, in our mm, house, I don't, I don't know.
1: know. I just follow the rules. Bricks and cords because... We have different zones. So I like having a computer charger in, like, at the top floor and then in the living room. Because those are the two zones where I work. And I don't like to have to, like, take it up and down with me. So we'll say, mom, cord, mom, brick. LR for living room. That way everybody knows what device it goes to and where it's supposed to live. Because you know, someone will come around and farm it and then take it to their bedroom or something like that and then I'm and like and then you never see gender? it again. <laughs> never <laughs> see it again. So, I mean, that's a little bit different than labeling things in your kitchen. But I just find it really, really helpful, especially as the kids have gotten older, I've used it more because they have much more autonomy moving through our spaces, even the kitchen, which, gosh, I feel like this goes back to our very first episode that we ever recorded where I admitted having all these mixed feelings about the fact that I call it my kitchen sometimes, right? (laughs) Here we are three years later, I still have mixed feelings about it, not resolved, But, you know, Isaac's in there at 11 o'clock at night or rummaging for food like a little skunk. So, you know, if I don't want to have that argument with him every single morning about, like, why is this here and why is it this? It's it's really helpful to have a label maker also to set clear expectations. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Labels are like setting clear expectations.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right?
1: I love that that's what
0: you took from it. I was like... I don't know if i feel like a label maker is the like essential tool for organizing families though i do think a label maker is great to be clear and i uh, i have an older one and i think i'm gonna bring it out and i think ella's gonna go nuts for it Yeah,
1: she is capricorn energy
0: coming in big (laughs) big capricorn energy but the thing i was thinking about was more less like an actual product tool and more the idea of like a landing zone yeah when your family comes in the door with their backpacks school bags whatever you know sports sports balls sports balls
2: (laughs) (laughs) when they walk through the
0: door with all their balls where do those things go because uh, right now like in our new house there is like the carport side door and that's where we come in and out for everything we're not coming in and out the front door and that dumps right into the kitchen and so i mean like there has to be some sort of organization. I like how you use the word systems. I think mean,
1: that just said that just named the problem. Just I'm going to take a problem. real
0: life picture of what it looks like on any given <laughs> yes. day, where just like there's like six pairs of shoes. There are only four of us, six pairs of shoes, a scooter, a backpack, a sports ball, my rec- like recording stuff like tripods. Brian's bringing lights in, and it's all like in this little three square feet of our kitchen yeah
1: and it's very frustrating i mean i haven't seen your new house yet we're supposed to going to any day now it's gonna happen but in a brownstone in brooklyn there's really not a lot of space i mean you walk in and your vestibule's this big and then you know you have about 10 steps until you hit the stairs and like a short hallway going right to your kitchen and living room
0: for you it's right into your dining room and kitchen it's, yes.
1: I trip on Oliver's shoes going into my living room one more time. I might completely lose my mind. That's why we have a shoe basket in the vestibule. But, you know, it is also hard to think about, again, going back to how people use the space. Yeah, Because when four of us are coming in the house at once, no one can stop in the vestibule to take off their shoes. You get too much of a, like, it's just not big enough. You yeah. know, you'll get a traffic jam. It's so, a bottleneck. Right. So people have to walk all the way in then they take off their shoes. Then you have to pick up your shoes and go back a few steps, which isn't much a big thing to ask. But anyway, that's between us. So <laughs> I do think- us and all of our listeners. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> yes. But I do think landing zones and labels, you know, and it depends how your family works. Like right. if your family ignores everything you
0: do, <laughs> ask me how I know. Then just do what makes you happy, makes you feel good. (laughs) And again, it's like what strategy works for you? Maybe you have older kids and the label labels are the very best thing. And then there's specific spaces for each item or each situation. Maybe you have like really little kids and the thing that you actually need in your landing zone is just like a big ass basket to just dump everything into. Yeah. So you don't have to organize it. They don't have to organize it. They're not at that stage yet where they're learning that. So I think that was being, what we did for toys. Yeah. Being open to just different ideals and maybe not trying to hit that Instagram aesthetic. I love it. I freaking I will lay in bed at night and like get on the Instagram explore page and go deep into like fridge organizing porn. I don't know if porn's not the right word, but it is some thing where I'm just like, so delighted and soothed by it.
1: Yeah, I get it. I get it. I definitely have a tendency if I spend too much time on it, tipping into wanting to recreate it in an unproductive way because it's just not realistic and it's just not the way we live. I want to go back to labeling and organizing in your kitchen just for one more second before we wrap out because there's also this question of aesthetics too, because I think, you know, I don't want labels all over my kitchen, like visible (laughs) and some things as your kids get older, you don't need to label as much, but I do think those big, bigger cavernous cabinets, like the places where, or drawers, maybe where you keep your pots, no matter, even just if I'm using the kitchen, honestly, no matter how organized they keep it, I'm like, these kinds of pots go in this drawer and these pots go in that. Eventually, like by the end of the summer, everything's all mixed up because, like, I just shoved it because I was in a rush. So, and then I kind of forget how I had it before everything got messed up. And I feel like I end up recreating the wheel. So, I have been thinking about just labeling, like, on the inside of the cabinet, like, for sure, these are the like stand mixer. And also, Mike is the one who unloads the dishwasher. And I, I swear, I really don't know. I mean, the man. Like runs a very successful business that he built completely on his own, but cannot remember where like the pots go. It's a little weird to me, but you know, everybody's brain works differently. I think it would really help him to be like this pot goes here because he just needs a system. He needs to not like, that's not where he's going to spend his mental energy
0: so there's that right like you're like why can't he think of it it's like he's just not he's just not. he's just not thinking about it he wants it to be as much muscle muscle memory as it can 100%, be 100
1: percent, which is a more than fair thing to ask Yes, i do do honestly
0: yeah right don't we kind of all and yeah. th- there is that thing where sometimes you're like i don't want to have to lift up these other pots to put this one back tonight and so you kind of have to reset it and and can you get sort of touched on that right like if once a month you do like a quick little reset and make sure that the tools that you like to live in a certain part of the kitchen are actually back in the kitchen, then it doesn't become this like tumbleweed effect where it's like, well, yep. everything's a little bit disorganized. So I'm just going to throw the shit in the yes. store and deal yes. with it at a later date. But like <laughs> okay. maybe you have one day a month that's like house, almost like an administrative day where you're like, I'm just going to do this organization. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. I get it. Can I throw one last thing at you that was like totally groundbreaking that a friend is yes. crazy into we organizing? Okay, it to so a friend who's very into organizing was over, I don't know, a couple months ago. Opened one of my cabinets because she's someone who will like, we'll have our families together. We were potted up with them and like, yeah. we've been friends with them since the kids were babies. Like, it's not well, weird to have
0: friends who open up your
1: cabinets. Yeah, like she'll she'll yeah. come in and she'll like, we'll cook together. She's like, okay, I'm going to make this. And like, I'll move out of the kitchen and she cooks and then we switch. So she opened up one of my cabinets and was like, I don't understand. You're like so organized and everything's so orderly. But then like certain cabinets stress me out in your house so much. And it was like, like, I'm the, just a
0: human. It was a,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a Tupperware lunchbox cabinet. Yeah. Because what I was trying to do was nest... Okay. everything and then put the lids together like stacked but they don't like fit next to each other so then the lids were on their sides kind of stacked okay and then it's like you know this is this brand of tupperware and this is this brand of tupperware and some are rectangular and some are circle so they were stacked but it was not like one neat even set that like stacked nicely and went in there and she took everything out she put a lid on every single container. And I was like, this isn't going to work. That's going to take up so much more room. But then we got rid of everything that either like didn't have a lid or the lid was torn or broken that I wouldn't even know because of the way I organized it. Then I only had things like a proper container with a proper lid that works, was clean, not broken. And we stacked everything lidded and it totally fit. And it was a major game changer that I cannot even. I wish I could put into words why. And I can't. I'm just telling you that if you've had problems with your lunchbox and like just Tupperware area, just give it a try and see if it works for you. There's something about being able to just take out the container. With its lid and like to pack it back that way, that really has made the cabinet so, so much more organized and manageable and like a pleasure to go into that cabinet. Whereas before it was a freaking nightmare.
0: One thing that makes me so excited about this tip, Stacey, is that i have like a tupperware cabinet but there's two drawers in it and it is like almost exactly as you described like the top drawer is all the actual containers sort of part partnered stacked together in their like shape set and then the drawer the drawer underneath is literally just all the lids and all the like little random deli containers just absolutely stacked together
1: yes that's exactly exactly what it was like for me and just finding a lid became a nightmare
0: yes i want to i might share it as a reel. like let's do a before and after that is
1: a great idea
0: and see how much space i might even be able to claim back a whole drawer dude it's a life changer yes and
1: i never would have thought of it because just the mental model i created is that the way that you create space is by nesting the things yes but then all the space that was taken up in a
0: ill-informed way with yeah. all the
1: lids
0: and then when you need like a really big container you have to take the whole stack out Yes. Unstack it to get the one you need and then put it yes. back like it's so inefficient i'm it's- doing that i'm telling you how bad it is when I'm <laughs> doing- <laughs> I did it for years, years.
1: Literally, when my friend came over, she was like, I can't deal with your cabinet anymore. Like, I'm just doing this. And Mike was in the background like, oh, yes, finally. I was like, listen, you need to be quiet. And yes, fine. You need to get to work.
0: (laughs) we're, We're making it more efficient so it's easier for you to pick up after dinner. (laughs) <laughs> oh
1: yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I really I think that's a big one, especially if you're you know, I use the planet box for yeah. years. It's my favorite. I literally bought two. One when I started packing lunches for Isaac, one when I started packing lunches for Oliver, and I literally use that the entire time I packed lunches, those two exact ones. You do have to buy a case over and over because technical's point they get disgusting. Yeah. Especially if you don't wipe them down all the time. Ask me how I know. But now that the kids are older, you know, a planet box doesn't make sense. And it's all, and also I'm trying to prep lunch more. So it's not just the Tupperware that's for leftovers. Right. It's also all different ways of packing lunches, like from salads to grain bowls to bigger sandwiches.
0: I'm really relying on Tupperware
1: and different types and shapes of containers.
0: Yes. Also I like we do have Planet Lunch boxes, but also the easy lunch boxes, which yes. are the little like plastic and they come either like a four quadrant or more like a sandwich. Yeah. Where it's like a large and two small spaces. Those I've always been stacking, but now I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. Especially yeah, because <laughs> I bought like two separate sets at separate times. Maybe one is like an off-brand easy lunch box. Yeah. And so not all the lids are compatible with the same. They're just different lids. I feel your safe, pain. Shaped bottom and I could spend just like 10 minutes cleaning out that cabinet and never spend 3 minutes in the morning when I'm like we have to get out the door trying to find the yes. lid. Yes. All right, so I want
1: you to switch over and I want you to report back.
0: I will. Great. Right. And we all are also gonna get even more advice from our beautiful, wonderful, gorgeous, always so much listeners always. community. If you did not know, you can visit didn't I just feed backslash community. There we offer a free listeners group. It's like a message board. You can ask us questions. Other people are in there giving product recommendations. And then there's also a supporting membership that comes with Hello perks, as we like to say, including two exclusive mini episodes every month, live events, lifetime access to a private Instagram feed, and a huge quarterly giveaway. You
1: can also find us on Instagram as at didn't I just feed you. And hey, you can subscribe to our newsletter straight from Instagram as well, or you can go onto our site. Either way, you don't want to miss out on our newsletter. We send out two a week. We promise they are Value added, a bonus delicious recipe every Tuesday, and a product slash tip slash find slash favorite things of the week on Friday. Actually, the Friday is one of my favorites. It's just a way to spread joy and share what we find, what we like, what we're using in our kitchens.
0: Basically, it's never spam coming from us. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the just Feed You wherever you get your podcast so that you don't miss an episode. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gapsick. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week.
1: I know you wanted to say something else. I saw your lips pucker. What's your real favorite restaurant
2: right now? My real favorite is Kisushi. My junk food favorite is Popeyes. <laughs>